Welcome to CIBC Mellon Industry Perspectives, a podcast series that brings you developments in the Canadian securities industry and potential impacts facing CIBC Mellon clients and institutional investors active in the Canadian market. I'm Adrian Baldio, Director at CIBC Mellon, and I am pleased to be your moderator for this episode. Canada's financial sector is characterized by robust and mature markets marked by stability and transparency, proven infrastructure and efficient settlement mechanisms and an effective regulatory environment. Also central to this confidence is a culture of participants' prudent risk management and innovation. For global financial institutions and investors that wish to capitalize, Canada makes a strong case. In this episode, we will be discussing industry trends and Canada's many advantages, including technological advancements, Canada's leading sophisticated pension plans, and the market's resiliency through the ongoing pandemic. Our guests for this episode are Richard Anton, Chief Operations Officer at CIBC Mellon, and Lloyd Sebastian, Vice President, Global Financial Institutions at CIBC Mellon. Thank you both for joining us today. Rich, could you start us off by talking to us about some of the key technological developments in Canada? Thank you, Adrian. Canada's financial industry is seeking continuous improvement while also augmenting technology and data. A lot of people don't know this, but Toronto, Canada is home to Mars, which is North America's largest urban innovation hub. Mars is a launchpad for startups. It's also a platform for researchers and a home to innovators. Technology continues to significantly transform the asset servicing industry. Digital assets are seeing increased focus around the globe and here in Canada, with many players looking to better understand the risk, compliance and performance implications. There has been a rising demand from investors and industry participants in the Canadian market with respect to accessing digital assets, such as cryptocurrencies. We continue to seek asset servicing solutions to support digital asset offerings. Showcasing the leadership position Canada has taken, recently, a CIBC Mellon Canadian client launched the world's first Bitcoin exchange traded fund, and a few additional clients launched as well. CIBC Mellon is providing fund administration services for these offerings. Also, we continue to collaborate with global and domestic financial services industry stakeholders in order to evaluate potential digital asset servicing solutions to support this segment further. As a leading Canadian asset servicing provider, we operate in a highly regulated environment and we take this seriously. Any solutions we support must satisfy all safety, security, trust, and legal and regulatory requirements. For many institutional investors, technology is viewed as a range of solutions and expertise rather than a single choice imposed by a vendor. In keeping with our global enterprise, we have enabled an open architecture strategy that's designed to provide institutional investors with the flexibility to choose best-in-class systems for their investment activities and also capture insights from a wide variety of data sources. 
The support of robust analytical tools can also be beneficial on the front lines of risk management. This open architecture model can even pave the way for a gradual transition for asset owners and asset managers alike to evolve their operational models. Data will continue to be a critical theme for clients and technology will enable the ability to get insights faster and to make business decisions. Thanks, Rich. Lloyd, in follow-up to Rich's point on the pace of change and innovation, what are some of the recent market developments when it comes to Canadian market structure and service providers? Thanks, Adrian. Efforts are underway by TMX CDS for the post-trade modernization project, which is also known as uh, PTEM for short, a new technology platform uh, for the Canadian market infrastructure. This is replacing the existing securities clearing platform for CDS, which is the Canadian Depository for Securities. PTM is designed to deliver an integrated technology platform for the TMX CDS systems, which includes um, clearing settlements, depository, corporate actions, and improved security standards, uh, while driving greater efficiency, flexibility, and uh, responsiveness. Uh, CDS will continue to engage uh, the participants as the primary focus as they go through industry committees and working groups, uh, which CIBC Mellon is actively a participant of. Implementation of the PTM project is scheduled for Q4 of 2021, and the new technology will improve uh, participants' uh, interactions within CDS, and it will improve efficiency significantly. Secondly, the Payments Canada is moving ahead with its uh, multi-year journey to modernize Canada's co-payments infrastructure. Its vision is to build a modern payment system that is fast, flexible, secure, and promotes innovation. As such, the platform for Canada's large value transfer system, known as LVTS, is targeted to be migrated to its replacement links in Q3 2021 as part of the payment modernization project. The upcoming changes also would enhance the SWIFT processing payments for participants as links will become a true real-time gross settlement system, helping to enhance uh, the speed and efficiency of clearing the Canadian dollar payments. Links will be capable of uh, processing the ISO 2022 standards, which is the global financial messaging standard platform, and uh, it will enable the clearing and the settlement of data-rich payments among financial institutions worldwide. That's great, Lloyd. Thanks for that update. Rich, Canada's pension plans have a long history of leadership on the global stage and are among the world's most admired and influential. What should foreign investors keep in mind? Indeed, Adrian, and as most people know, Canada's pension plans have a long history of leadership in alternative and private investments. They are also seen as leaders by incorporating responsible investment strategies in environmental, social, and governance factors. Interestingly enough, many around the globe have recognized the prominent role and their style is increasingly being recognized as the Canadian model. An important aspect that distinguishes Canadian investors from others in the pension and investment landscape is a strong capacity for innovation and dexterity. There is a growing interest from asset owners in establishing direct investment plans and even involving into asset managers themselves. Merging in other smaller plans, managing funds on behalf of other plans as well, 
as other institutional investors. Canadian plans have a stronger focus on direct and co-investment strategies than most other institutions. Also, many of Canada's sophisticated pension funds are at the forefront of a trend to shift asset management functions in-house, as well as to become more strategic in their outsourcing to achieve scale and capture opportunity. In both cases, plans and managers faced new requirements for their people, operations, and systems. Studies have shown that the industry's strong performance compared to international peers is at least partly explained by its greater use of in-house management teams. CIBC Mellon's recent survey of leading Canadian pension funds entitled In Search of New Value explores key findings and trends from 50 leading Canadian pension funds. Their survey shows that there is evidence that pension funds are preparing to bring assets and investment activities back in-house over the coming months and years. Significant cost savings are in focus. Of the pension funds that have taken asset management in-house, two-thirds said they have achieved savings as a result. To add to that, almost 64% of pension managers reported one of the most important advantage of in-house management is a clear strategic alignment of the long-term objectives of the fund. For more information on the study's findings, listeners are welcome to download the study at cibcmellon.com forward slash in search of new value. Great. Thanks for that valuable insight, Rich. Lloyd, Canada's financial market shared in the significant disruption triggered by the global COVID-19 pandemic. Canada also shared the experience of unprecedented measures in response to the crisis. Could you tell us more about that, please? From a market uh, infrastructure perspective, our central depository for security is CDS. Uh, temporarily closed its uh, window services for physical securities processing uh, back in March 19, 2020. This was in consideration of uh, the state emergencies declared by several Canadian provincial governments in response to the COVID-19 pandemic. However, CDS remained fully operational in all other aspects of the business for clearing settlements uh, in the electronic environment. The CDS window services uh, continue to remain closed. Uh, this is going to be until further notice. CDS continues to monitor the current situation and uh, they will provide an update to participants at an appropriate time. During the closure, CIBC Mellon and some of the local providers continue to accept uh, physical settlements and deliveries, although this is a very small percentage of settlements, uh, if you look from an activity point of view within the Canadian market. There were some initial changes within the CDS closing uh, the securities cage window and participants going to the uh, transfer agents for securities withdrawals and deposits, but it has been business as usual for the most part uh, as things sort of moved on with time. Canada also shared uh, the experience of unprecedented measures in response to the crisis. Canadian governments at the federal and provincial level stepped in a number of relief measures to support individuals, businesses, and a broader economy through the pandemic while working to flatten the pandemic curve. Canada's industry associations and regulators have taken a view that uh, short selling is part of the sophisticated market, unlike uh, some of the global markets where regulators decided to ban short selling 
either outright or in, in certain asset classes in a, in a temporary basis. Canada's regulation did not seek uh, a ban on short selling during the extreme market volatility that we experienced through March 2020 when the pandemic was first declared. Global investors and uh, market participants in uh, Canada continue to focus on risk mitigation measures, new technology and modern architecture to be precise. Uh, while 2020 uh, was a challenging year for the markets, investment operations, and for many individuals, market participants and uh, stakeholders have worked hard to deliver uh, on the fundamental themes that differentiates Canada being confidence, stability, and innovation. We saw investment markets rebound from uh, significant declines at the start of the pandemic last year with considerable support for the economy and financial markets from the Bank of Canada and other central banks around the world. There continues to be uh, ongoing pressure to keep interest rates low due to the uncertain economic outlook and low inflation. To support this, uh, the Bank of Canada continues to maintain its uh, target um, overnight rate at uh, 25 basis points. Uh, and uh, uh, the bank uh, has committed to maintain its policy rate at the current levels until the inflation objectives are achieved. In 2020, Bank of Canada also launched uh, nearly a dozen of uh, liquidity facilities uh, and asset purchase programs to keep uh, the markets functioning and the credit flowing. Some specific Bank of Canada programs include uh, corporate bond purchase program, uh, the commercial paper purchase program known as CPPP, and uh, the provincial uh, bond purchase program. Thanks, Lloyd, for these invaluable updates on the Canadian market infrastructure. Rich, can you walk us through the transition at the start of the global pandemic to the current long-term remote working environment? How has it impacted productivity and incident rates? Great question, Adrian. This is something that's very near and dear to me. CIBC Mellon responded to the pandemic in March 2020 by rapidly transitioning more than 98% of our workforce to remote arrangements by the beginning of April 2020. We now continue to average more than 99% of our employees working at home, with a very small number of employees in our offices to support some manual activities or processes that are just not conducive to remote environments. We intend to maintain this stance as we deliver on our obligations. CIBC Mellon sustained delivery through a significant spike in transactions and market volatility. I will give you an example. In March of 2020, we saw a 42% spike in global transaction volumes as compared to the previous 12-month rolling average. Operating remotely was nothing new for us, as well as regularly testing our contingency models. We digitized our operations a few years ago, making remote work a viable and sustainable model for our business. From centralized risk registries to established workflow tools, CIBC Mellon's team was positioned for success. Not everything is perfect though, but how you respond is critically important. We had to close our vault operations and call centers to inbound calls at the time while establishing the necessary technology capabilities to support remote operations for these service teams. We had to explore new ways of supporting our clients who had challenges without full access to in-office technologies by developing new workflow models and processes. Overall, I'm very happy with how the team progressed and we are grateful to clients for their patience as we protected our team. 
What's really stood out to me during this time is how effective the remote environment has been and what it's meant to our future ways of working. Even after all these months of remote working, operational metrics have remained strong, matching and in some cases exceeding the pre-pandemic averages. This is a major accomplishment and showcases the incredible effort and resiliency across the teams. Thanks a lot for that, Rich. Major kudos to you and the leadership team and the entire CIBC Mellon family, as this was definitely not business as usual for us, and everybody was able to adapt to the change seamlessly in order to service our clients. In follow-up to that, Rich, looking into your crystal ball, will we ever go back? It's a great question, and our future return to the office would be conducted in a very tiered and gated approach to reoccupancy over an extended period of time. The planning continues for a phased and partial return. However, we would not reoccupy our facilities to their former capacity levels. I don't see us, nor many financial services firms for that matter, going back to the old way. This is a driving one of our strategic priorities around the future ways of work centered around where we work, how we work, and when we work. I expect up to about 50 to 70% of our employees hoteling or creating some sort of flexible environment where they're working on rotation in the office at any one point of time, thanks to these flexible working arrangements. While employees want to collaborate and see each other in person, I would be surprised if we were ever to be close to 100% all back at the office again, especially with the available technology today and the enhancements made to remote work support for employees. As the company looks to the office of the future, back to office models are being explored that promote remote work. I believe a need for the physical office will still remain in the future. It will become a resiliency focus and there will continue to be a need for corporate space to collaborate in. But how we use it will change and it will be a departure from the traditional model. With this new trend, work can now come to people instead of people going to work or corporate office headquarters. The office of the future may not be as tied to the corporate headquarters. With an employee population defined by their proximity to that location, thus the growing democratization of work. Further to that, from an operational perspective, as part of our long-term remote working arrangements, we could tap into remote parts of the country, as well as certain opportunities in different time zones. Overall, I see an accelerated pace of opportunities to come as we prepare for the workforce of the future. Thanks, Rich. Rich and then Lloyd. Do you have any final thoughts to leave our listeners with as they continue to invest in the Canadian market? Sure, Adrian, and to sum it all up, Canada continues to hold a strong position among institutional investors on the world stage, showcasing the strength of our six big banks, leading pension managers, leading asset managers, growing insurance sponsors, and other financial market stakeholders. Global investors and market participants in Canada continue to focus on risk mitigation measures, new technology, and modern architecture. Global investors into Canada should expect from their service provider for on-the-ground expertise, dependable execution, and local knowledgeable insights. 
with uh, notifications on key changes and uh, local regulations in Canada and clarification on documentation requirements to help them navigate the complexities uh, of the Canadian marketplace. I'll just add on to that, Lloyd, that the Canadian market is buoyed by the strength, stability and transparency that Canada still holds on its fundamental character for which it is recognized globally. While 2020 was a challenging year for markets, investment operations and for many individuals, market participants, stakeholders have worked hard to deliver on the fundamental themes that distinguish Canada. Confidence, stability, and innovation. We will continue to connect with leading global investors, even if only through virtual platforms for now, to continue our close dialogue on the Canadian market opportunity while showcasing the strength of our products, capabilities, and local Canadian market knowledge. Thank you, Rich and Lloyd, for your time and for sharing your insights today. That's good information for our sub-custody clients and for global investors active in the Canadian market. It was a great discussion, so thank you for joining us today. And thanks for listening to CIBC Mellon Industry Perspectives. For more information, including CIBC Mellon's latest knowledge leadership on issues relevant to institutional investors active in Canada, please visit cibcmellon.com. <laughs>